Chapter Twenty Five of the Mansion of Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Mansion of Mystery by Chester K. Steele. Chapter Twenty Five. In the Hands of the Enemy. If I can't get away now, I am doomed. It was Adam Adams who uttered the words in a low but firm voice. He sat on a small bench in the stone chamber. His feet were bound with a rope, and his hands were chained to a ring in the wall behind him. The counterfeiters had started to draw lots to see who should be the one to do the detective to death. Then had come an interruption in the shape of an important message, and the detective had been bundled off by himself while the communication was under discussion. Adam Adams knew his situation was a desperate one. The counterfeiters were a gang who would stop at nothing to keep their secrets. The only one who appeared to be at all timid was the fellow known as Number 4. Possibly if he could get this fellow alone and work on his feelings, Number 4 might aid him, but just now such a course seemed out of the question. The detective listened attentively, but only a faint murmur of voices reached his ears. The counterfeiters were having an animated discussion over something, but they were on their guard so that not even their prisoner might hear. "'Wonder why they are so careful,' mused the detective grimly. "'If they are going to take my life, I don't see what difference it will make whether I know their secrets or not.' Adam Adams was not the man to give in easily. Upon every case where his services were called for, he usually kept at it until every possibility was exhausted he did not give in now yet it must be confessed being but human his heart was somewhat heavy i'll have to take chances he told himself anything is better than to let them kill me in cold blood he waited for a few minutes to find out if anybody was coming to watch him one of the counterfeiters came in looked him over in silence, and then passed out again, this time closing the door more tightly than before. As soon as the fellow had departed, Adam Adams commenced to work on his bonds. He had studied all sorts of handcuffs and knew well how to manage his hands and wrists when being fastened. He had not been able to get the better of the fellow at the cottage, but now it was different, and with a twist of his wrists he withdrew first one hand and then the other. With his hands free, it was an easy matter to untie his feet. This done, he arose and tiptoed his way to the door. He opened the barrier with caution and peered out. The sight that met his gaze was not a reassuring one. The counterfeiters sat on all sides of the room, and each had a pistol where it could be gotten at with ease. "'It's got to be done,' Matlock Styles was saying. "'It should have been done long ago.' all right i'll do it grumbled another member of the band but i'll be running a big risk not half the bloomin risk i've been running grumbled the englishman what about the word from buffalo asked another we'll settle that to-night after we have settled about our prisoner i've got to get back to new york how soon just as soon as possible do you want to take the letter along yes i gave my word i'd bring the letter all right then We'll have to write the letter and each man sign it, said Matlock Styles. But I must say I don't like this way of doing things. No more than I do, growled another of the band. It's putting a fellow's head under the axe, came from number four. 
oh don't get scared came from another i know luffer he's okay everybody is okay until he gets in a tight corner and squeals grumbled number four kicking again eh roared matlock styles glaring sourly at number four oh no i'll do as the others say answered the big bone young man but with a slight tremble in his voice then all of the counterfeiters gathered around the table to dictate and sign a certain letter some outside party had demanded adam adams did not stop to listen to all of this conversation he felt that if he was to get away he must lose no time in making the attempt for a moment he thought to rush past the counterfeiters and try to gain the regular entrance to the den but then he realized the foolishness of such an attempt before he got a dozen steps they would fire at him and most likely kill him he closed the door gently and seeing a small stick of wood on the floor stuck this under the barrier and shoved it as tight as possible then he took up the bench and braced this under the handle of the door so that to shove the door inwards would be all but impossible now then to see if there is some other way out he mused a lantern hanging on a nail lit up the stone chamber taking the light in hand he commenced a rapid but thorough investigation of his prison the walls were practically solid the only break being at the door and on the opposite side where there had once been another door this second doorway had been bricked up to within six inches of the top which had been left open probably for ventilation standing on tiptoes adam adams held the lantern and looked through the ventilating space some cool air coming in told him that the passageway beyond must lead to the outer world if that opening was only a bit larger a fellow might crawl through was what he told himself he set the lantern down and felt of the wall putting his arm through the opening it was about a foot thick and the bricks were well laid in good cement not much show there he reasoned grimly if a fellow had time it could be done but it would take hours with only a pocket-knife and they'd be sure to hear the noise i must see if there isn't some other way he listened at the door for a moment the counterfeiters were still at work over the letter and another angry discussion was in full sway then he held up the lantern looking at the flooring over his head the planks were heavy but old and several of them looked to be pretty well rotted picking up a stick that was handy he poked at one plank after another it was not long before he came to one that was so far decayed that the end of the stick went through it with ease there was nothing to stand upon but the bench and so he took it away from the door and placed it directly under the decayed plank then he stood up and pushed on the plank with both hands it gave way sending a shower of dust and mold in his face and almost blinding him he had made considerable noise but angry words between the men in the other chamber drowned out the sounds catching up the lantern once more he lifted it through the opening over his head and tried to look around he could see but little excepting boxes and barrels some as decayed as was the floor evidently the apartment above had once been a storeroom but had not been used for years adam adams did not speculate long over what to do next he felt that the farther he got from the counterfeiters the better off he would be setting the lantern on the floor above he took a firm hold on a plank that looked fairly strong and drew himself up it was a tight squeeze but he had been through many tight squeezes before so did not mind it once in the storeroom his next move was to place what was left of the broken plank 
into position and on it he piled several empty boxes and barrels that may keep them guessing as to how i got out of the room below he thought they'll find out sooner or later but the later the better lantern in hand he moved cautiously around the old storeroom there were many empty boxes and barrels and also sacks that contained musty flour rats were in evidence and they scurried hither and thither as the detective moved around it was not long before he discovered two doors one was nailed up and where it led to he could not surmise the other stood partly open and through it came a whiff of fresh air that smells like liberty he thought as he breathed in the fresh air he looked down a passageway with a flooring partly of brick and partly of stone where it led to there was no telling feeling that it would be unwise to use the light longer he put it out but he kept the lantern in his hand for possible use in the future either to show the way or as a weapon the passageway made several turns and in the darkness he had to feel his way along then he reached a flight of stone steps leading downward i don't want to go down i want to go up he reasoned but there seemed no help for it and down he went sixteen steps to land in a small room at the bottom here all was pitch dark and for the moment he stood still not knowing in what direction to move next all around him were stone walls presently he felt a small iron door he took hold of the handle and found the door locked curious to learn of his whereabouts he felt for a match struck it and lit the lantern once more a brief glance at the door caused a look of wonder to overspread his face the door was locked with a combination lock similar in make-up to the lock on a safe he gazed around and soon learned that there was no exit from where he was save by the flight of stone steps to get out he would have to go back he gazed again at the small iron door set in an iron frame embedded in the stone wall what could be behind that barrier most likely something of great value on the floor at his feet was a bit of dirty white paper mechanically he picked it up and looked it over on it was the following zero four l two twelve r three fifty three l two forty four the combination he murmured somebody had it on that paper and dropped it shall i try to work it or try to get out his better judgment told him he should try to make his escape but he was curious to know what was behind that iron door and setting the lantern down he commenced to work the combination knob he twirled the knob around four times and stopped at zero then he began on the combination proper twice to the left stopping at twelve three times to the right stopping at fifty-three and then twice to the left again stopping at forty-four then he came around slowly to zero again there followed a click the combination was off he twisted the handle of the iron door and pulled upon it it came open noiselessly revealing a stone chamber beyond eight feet square and equally high lantern in hand adam adams stepped into the vault and gazed around eagerly on two sides were wooden shelves six in number on the shelves rested several boxes of wood and of metal he opened one of the boxes and gazed at the contents with interest it contained a quantity of haired paper almost an exact duplicate of the haired paper used in making of banknotes he looked at another box this also contained paper 
the third box held a quantity of counterfeits the amount of which made even the matter-of-fact detective gasp if they ever floated these they would be the richest gang of counterfeiters in the world was his mental comment he had no idea of the exact amount but he saw it would total up to a tremendous sum he turned to one of the metal boxes it was empty and he set it down again then he took up another box that was fairly heavy and threw open the cover there resting on some thick blotting papers was a counterfeit plate a plate undoubtedly used for printing the backs of the spurious one hundred dollar bills adam adams could not help but gaze at that plate with interest how the secret service men had worked to bring that plate to light and arrest the users and here he in following up the clues of one crime had stumbled onto the broad trail of another as he put the plate down a noise reached his ears by instinct he blew out the lantern and listened the noise was that from footsteps at a distance then he heard a murmur of voices quickly growing louder they have discovered my escape he told himself and then he blamed himself for not having made better use of his time in an endeavor to get away he stepped out of the vault and listened with strained ears the counterfeiters had separated and were searching in all directions for him if they come this way i'll have to fight he reasoned i might as well die that way as to be killed in cold blood but then a sudden idea came to him and as quickly as he had left the vault he returned to it footsteps were coming closer and he had no time to spare one of the shelves of the vault was close to the top and very broad up on this climbed the detective and laid out at full length as close to the wall as possible in front of him he held two of the wooden boxes containing the haired paper somebody came closer and he heard talking in the passageway at the foot of the stone steps a hand was placed on the door of the vault who left this unlocked came in matlock styles voice is it unlocked asked another of the band yes that is strange it was locked yesterday i am sure of it maybe that bloody rascal got here growled the englishman how could he work the combination oh some of those chaps are keener than you think wait hold up the light matlock styles opened the door and gazed into the vault for the moment he saw nothing not here he said briefly come on we'll have to look elsewhere end of chapter twenty five Recording by Linda Fredericks, Modesto, California, October 2011.